Well, hello there and welcome back. I have had the opportunity to meet the most amazing women and have had some of the most incredible conversations of my life on this podcast. I can't even tell you how grateful I am to the woman I was back in November 2020, the woman who gave birth to the Vision Driven Mom podcast after years of envisioning it. Now, our next guest is a bright light and kindred spirit, and we both agree that there was definitely some divine guidance that led to, led to our paths crossing. This was definitely one of my very favorite conversations on the show. Now, Tina Dodds has an incredible story that led to the beautiful work she's doing in the world today. She's been helping people transform their lives for over 25 years. Her work as a coach, speaker, and facilitator is focused on helping people live more and stress less because too many of us are taking better care of everyone else, struggling to prioritize their time, and are overwhelmed by the weight of their responsibilities. She helps them stop losing sleep over how they're going to juggle it all and start taking meaningful action towards creating lives that they're excited to wake up to. During the interview, we talk about what happens when we actually allow ourselves to feel the feelings, and you'll be surprised what happens how you can choose to move away from what you don't want to feel or toward what you do, how motherhood is often the catalyst for change, why taking damn good care of yourself is the best medicine for everyone. And we talk about that Anais Nin quote, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Gosh, I love that. I hope you enjoy this conversation just as much as I did. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Tina, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here and so glad that we have finally connected. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm super excited to be here. Great, great. Now, before we kind of dig in, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and, and how you got to be doing the work that you're doing in the world right now? Yeah, absolutely. So my journey started, I mean, when I really think about it, like way back, when yeah. I was a uh, was a kid, kind of my first memories are maybe when I was like eight ish, maybe like seven, eight um, in the garage of like my childhood home with my tape player, my record player and, and listening to music and choreographing routines in my garage with my friends. So like leading other, you know, neighborhood homegirls through through movement, essentially. Right. Um, right. And as I became older, I really realized that that was the roots of everything for me, that, yeah. that I was going through tumultuous times when I was a young person mm -hmm. and moving my body and listening to music and being with, with other people and you know, being in community was a way that I could move through, um, you know, what, what otherwise, like for lack of a better, you know, better terms, 
just felt crappy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It was a way that I could empower myself, but it was a way that I could bring hope um, to myself. And so kind of fast forward, um, like I always loved moving my body. I, I found Jane Fonda through my <laughs> right. grandmother and my mom. So I'd pop in, you know, Jane Fonda tapes while I was in elementary school, like they right. were doing, I was like, I'm going to try it. And I was hooked. Mm. And so really, you know, the beginnings of it are in fitness and health. And, and from then on, as soon as I was um, old enough, I got a certification in group fitness, uh, then a personal training certification, pursued kinesiology, mm -hmm. um, you know, got my bachelor's in kinesiology, which for those of you who are like, what the heck is that? It's a study of human movement. Right. So I had a specialization in fitness, health and nutrition. And so I had gone on, I've always taught classes. You know, I've been doing this, this transformative work for over 25 years, mm -hmm. but things took a turn. Um, when I was working on the campus of a fortune 500 company and I was managing their gyms mm -hmm. and their fitness staff. But at the same time, I was, um, mom to two children under four. I was commuting every day, at least two and a half hours. Wow. I had two family members who were seriously ill mm. and then doing this, you know, this work. Right. Um, and quite literally the shit hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I found myself in debilitating overwhelm, mm, like right. overwhelmed and, and burnout really. Mm -hmm. But that burnout manifested in a physical neurological condition where my body just shut down. So half wow. my body would, would go paralyzed. It actually, when I first had an episode looked like a stroke. Wow. So I thought I was stroking out at uh -huh. like 35. I was 35 at that time. Right. Um, and actually as I was, I was at work just about to sit down to like this phenomenal crab lunch <laughs> with my boss and my boss looks at me and she's like, Tina, are you stroking out on me right now? I mean, literally wow. that's what she said. And I was looking at her and I'm like, I don't even know. And I couldn't talk that's and I couldn't scary. move. It was, but I might, but I was conscious, you know, like in my brain, I, I was like, knew what was going on. My just body stopped working. Wow. So that was a big turning point for me. Yeah. And it was actually a really, you know, it was a huge shot to my ego. Yeah. Quite honestly because I had been in health and fitness. I mean, that was who I was. It's what I did, you know, taking care of the body and, right. and, and, you know, my soul through movement and nutrition, like that, that was my jam. So to be confronted with this illness was like a big middle finger. I'm like, what, who, what, what, right. what am I doing wrong? And through that, through healing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had to, so I was temporarily disabled. I had to quit my job. Wow, I've been Tina. working since, you know, I was a young person. Right. So that was my identity. I'm like, now who the hell am I? I don't yeah. have a job. I'm not, you know, I'm not serving people. You know, I'm a parent for sure. But it was just a real time of um, recalibration, mm -hmm. you know, and really connecting back in with like, who am I? What am I about? What do I like to do? Because at that point, you know, when you're so overwhelmed and you're burnout, you don't know. You yeah. don't know what you like to do. You don't know how people can help me. You just yeah. don't, you have no idea. Right. And so I spent a year and a half, like my job, my full-time job was healing. I mean, I was momming at the right. same time, which was wow. really tremendously difficult. Yeah. Um, 
but I was, I was doing that and my full-time job became healing myself mm -hmm. and figuring out why is this happening to me? Right. You know, and I came to the conclusion that, that I had a lot of core beliefs that were not helpful, yeah. you know, which was taking better care of everyone else. Well, I was struggling to prioritize my time. I, I thought I should be doing all of these, these things. And, you know, movement, like, you know, exercise, hard, hard exercise, which was kind of my go-to for stress relief, right. since I can remember since dancing when I was, you know, eight years old in my garage, um, wasn't available to me anymore. You know, wow. my, my body just didn't work. So I had to figure out other ways to right. cope and to right. move through. So again, here, you know, insert mindset, insert beliefs, insert really just all of the, the thinking, Yeah. right? The, thinking body right and so i started a deep dive into sacred leadership which is looking at nature therapy and ancestral wisdom and looking at, mm. at patterns generational patterns oh, looking love it. at how it was my body was holding on to trauma that wasn't even mine mm -hmm. you know it was it was my mom's and her mom's and my dad's and his dad's and his mom's and how that was manifesting in my life and then what I wanted to do, you know, about that. So that came through therapy, that came through mentorship, that came through working with, um, you know, just leaders in the areas of neuroscience and, you know, compassion and mm -hmm. mindfulness. And and so I, I reached out, received a lot of support, learned a shit ton, which I continue to do because right. every day, it's right? just right. Lifelong. Yep. That's it's just a lifelong thing. Um, but at that time, I thought, you know, I i love health and fitness for sure mm -hmm. and creating almost like a mashup of the two really mm -hmm. integrating the neuroscience the mindfulness the self-compassion really looking at how we can care for ourselves looking at how the systems that are in place that don't serve right. <laughs> that end you know like we can do so much to take care of ourselves but we actually need support Yep. Um, from the outside world to really, you know, manifest good health and well-being as well. So uh, that's when my career kind of took a took a bit of a turn. And so now what I do is I just kind of again, like I said, a bit of a mashup, right? Uh -huh. Between um, the health, the fitness, nutrition background, you know, that I've always had in the last ten years of research and support and coaching and all of that that I've received. Um, and blending that together to help uh, other people feel better in their bodies and right. create more of what they want in their lives because it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes when you're in the weeds, you feel like it's an impossible feat. And, and also you're just not even aware right. of the things that are affecting you. We're so much in reaction mode to mm -hmm. everything that's going on, especially freaking right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know it's just so much coming at us. It's yeah. like we're playing tennis. They're like, okay, there's that ball. Okay, there's that ball. You know, it's all going out and it's it can be challenging, but not impossible right. to get ahead of that. Yep. You know, to create um rituals and structures and things to put things in place that support you yeah. um, and bolster you while you're um you know moving through life and responding to life's challenges pandemic or not right you know yeah and i think the the, the uh 
the pandemic is like the, it's the underlying thing in life. Like it's not, we don't have enough challenges already. Right. And then we have the, the underlying, the underlying pandemic thing, Definitely, you know, you know it, what I am finding and, and the women that I've been working with and coaching and, and doing group programs with, you know, I find that it, it really amplifies whatever mm -hmm. was already freaking there. You know, no like shit. whatever was <laughs> under it. the surface already, yep. which was much of that was not in the, you know, si the, the sight line of right. folks. People right. were just not even aware that shit was there. Yeah. And then something comes along to amplify that and it pulls it all out. And you're like, oh, snap, that was. And a lot of at least this has been my experience with the people that I'm working with and with myself, to be real. Right. Oh, snap that. Oh, that thing. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Here it is. Or, you know, we think that, oh, I already dealt with that. Why is this thing coming up again? Here it is again. <laughs> Here it is again. Okay. And and the, the, the fact of the matter is that stuff never goes away. Right. You know, it's always in us. We just learn to work with it. You yeah. know, we've learned to manage it better, but, but in times of crisis and times of trauma and times of stress, that stuff can peek its gnarly head back up and be like, oh, hold up. Hey, you know, right. somebody say stress party. Here I am. <laughs> and it's 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 really being aware that, that, oh, crap, that's what's happening. And OK, I can, you know, I can take a, a an approach that's helpful right. um, and that can help to mitigate that. But not everybody has those tools. So I guess it's all like full circle here. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, and that's, that's why, why I you're do here, the work that right? I do. Right, exactly. Right, I know. Well, in the so 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 much in what you just shared, Tina. First of all, I never know. Usually, I usually don't know when I ask that question. What's your journey? I'm always blown away by the way the ways that we get to where we are. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of times it does take what I call the cosmic two by four, you know, for us to, you know, for, for, and, and yeah. I, it happened to me as well. It wasn't physically, but it was, it was in other ways with my, with my, um, with my kids, but, um, well, physically as well, actually, there have, there have been several cosmic two by fours that have been, that have manifested in the body. And we know, I know that, you know, that, that emotions, feelings, trauma does manifest in the body, right? And then it's up to mm -hmm. us to let it go and allow it because, it, you know, we wrap around, we wrap really tight around it. So, um, so many things, so many things. I love how you, um, how you talked about the recalibration when you were talking about your journey and the, okay, so this is, this is, um, this is where I'm at. And, and kind of, you know, I remember, I remember Wayne Dyer, you know, Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember him talking about his, um, when he got leukemia, right. Mm -hmm. And he's mm -hmm. like, how, how does this happen to somebody like me? who teaches mind body awareness. And I do sometimes think that of course it would, because then you can relate better to the mm -hmm. people. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you were in fitness and you were in, you know, in the movement and the, the, uh, the fitness industry, of course, when you have something manifest like that, then you can better serve the people that you're serving. Right. It's, it's a very interesting, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem fair. 
<laughs> but it is a, okay, well, yeah, but then I can recalibrate and I can take what I've learned yeah. and take my experience and then I can share it and I can help other people because you and I both know, Tina, that, you know, we, I also, I've been on this, this, uh, this journey for like 30 years, my kids, having my kids brought everything up front and center. Amen. And yes, that that was exactly my experience. As soon as I had my first son, I had a shift in, in my life and in my perspective. And I was, it was almost like you're forced to look, it's like a reflection, forced to look at all the stuff, right? (laughs) All the stuff that you don't really ever, well, the stuff that you didn't realize was there for one thing. And I was so deep purposefully avoiding it. I mean, I, I ended up using exercise. Mm-hmm. I end up using fitness as a means to almost escape that. Right. right? And right. We, and that's a, that's a thing, right? Like our brain pumps dopamine. When we exercise, we're creating more dopamine and more receptors. It's like a reward, right? Exactly. Like it's a way for, it's a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was getting my hits from right. kind of moving, literally physically moving away from my my feelings and my emotions and i also didn't know how to manage them i didn't know what i didn't have any tools to experience them fully to move through them you know it was i was scared shitless to actually be with them i mean that didn't happen until you know right before i had um you know my i call it my breakdown if you will right (laughs) you know my burnout right before that is when I started going to therapy. And that was one of the things that we were, we had worked on in, in some of our first sessions was she's like, you know, what if you just let yourself experience it all? Like the emotion, right? right? Cause I'd be right. holding back my sobbing, you know what I mean? I'm like choking back tears. And she's like, what if you just, what if you just were with it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, I would crawl or pull myself into feet position and i'm pretty sure i would not be able to get out of your office right right (laughs) that was the fear right like if i'm with it i think it will ruin me and man i got momming to do i gotta work i gotta you know i got shit to do i don't have time right to To feel the feelings no right (laughs) which was my life right i had 35 years i didn't have time (laughs) yeah finally it came to the the point where it was like I don't have time not to like, right. this is going to ruin me if right. I don't do this, which it was, my body yeah. was start stopping to function. I mean, talk about holding all of that emotion in your tissue, right? Like all right. your issues are in your tissues. Like yeah. they manifest Ooh, issues in your in physical your body. Good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not mine. I don't know who said that, but somebody did at some point <laughs> along the way. But I remember her saying that. And I thought one day I, I got in a, up the courage because I thought, it can't get worse than it already is right Right. like i'm in such a bad spot i feel so horrible so i did i she's like let's why don't we try that i'm here i can support you what if you just crawl up on the floor i'll i'll be right next to you on the floor Mm -hmm. and then you just let her rip and i thought shit i got nothing to lose right let's do this you know i was Uh, like i'm all like do it i'm glad you had someone (laughs) and now you get to do that for other people right because i never had that either somebody that would actually sit with me and not try to fix it and not try to you know not not try to change it because i think that's what we want to do we feel like with our kids too like oh my gosh they're having a big feeling i want to help them with it i want them not to have it Yes, but we know that they have to have yes. it. They got to move. We all got to move through it. That's what our yeah. bodies are meant. To, our body. I mean, we're our bodies are so incredibly intelligent. 
right. they know what to do, right? It's like our our thoughts get in the way, and it's whatever we're thinking about what's happening that that prevents us from, um, you know, moving in the direction of greater healing. Yeah. And so she did. She's like, "You want to sit? Let's do this." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in." I laid down on the floor. I bawled my eyes out, and you know how long I did that. About like, a minute, right? Two yes. minutes. Right. Two, I know. Isn't exactly. that crazy? We fear it. We fear, like it. You fear it for 35 years or 30 years. Two, yes. I know. And two minutes. I cried, 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 you know, shook. And then I kind of like got up. She's like, So, you know, how, how, where are you at? How you doing? And I'm like, I, I was almost like, Really? Right. <laughs> that was like, I didn't die. I yeah. actually feel like I can function. Yeah. You know, it was hard. I, I still felt kind of like an emotional hangover. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I did. I didn't die. Yeah. I, like right. I, I nothing survived. happened. Nothing. Yes. Nothing blew up. I, you know, and I did. I left the office and I was, I, I can do it. And, but I want to point out here, you know, for me, and I think potentially for, for, a lot of other people as well. Like I had to have a safe space to do that. You know, right. for me, it was right. in my own timing. Like mm -hmm. I was not ready and everybody has their own time. Exactly. And, and for me, I don't feel like it's, it's not about forcing someone to do that. Like you need to do that. That's yeah. the thing that you need to do. It's about, you gotta be ready inside right. for that. And having a supportive container for you to do that and having somebody, like you said, like someone really, safe and, and knowledgeable about that. Like for me, it was, you know, trauma and right. having somebody there who can hold that for you, mm -hmm. hold that space for you is, is key Huge. or can be key. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it was a therapist, but I know that that's not for everybody, which right. I, which I find that which is a beauty in the world is that there are many different ways that you can seek out support. There are lots of different people in the world that can hold that safe space for you. If it's not a therapist, it might be another, you know, professional. It might be somebody who's just, you know, incredibly skilled yeah. in holding that safe space. Right. Sometimes people find that, you know, in church, sometimes people find that there's, you know, a spiritual mentor, you know, or, or what have you in, in coaches. I know I've found that also in coaches, yeah, you know, somebody who just hold incredible space for me, who loved me unconditionally. You know, one of my coaches did that for me and I had never experienced that kind of loving yeah. in my life. And it was, you know, I'm in my thirties, late thirties, right. like this is the first time I've ever experienced this unconditional, incredible loving with no, no judgment. No, you know what I mean? Right. Just an abundance of love and feeling that it's such a tremendous if you yeah. if you've not experienced that before it's such a tremendous feeling and it's so he it's so incredibly healing yeah and i love what you said about um about being ready to do that because not all of us are ready to experience those feelings and it's so interesting that we fear it we fear having having the feelings so much more than the actually yes. experiencing the feeling and you know that um that's uh that quote by anais nin the um the when it's when the when when 
the pain of, I can't remember, I'm going to remember it. And I need to write that down. It's when the, when, when the pain of, um, of staying in your tight little bud is mm -hmm. more than the pain it would take to open up. Mm -hmm. I'm butchering it, but you no, know, that I know exactly. Really and I would butcher it too. So I ain't going to try, but I know yeah. exactly the quote you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it's different for all of us. And, totally. and here's the thing too, we can hold space even along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, you can find somebody, you can find mm -hmm. somebody, somebody like you or a therapist or mm -hmm. um, some other professional, or some people can find that in a friend. I have a friend Absolutely. that is amazing mm -hmm. um, at that and just holding the space, yeah. just holding the space and just letting it be what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Tina, I, I love that, um, that uh, you were talking about, um, about movement. I am also, I, moving my body um is the best way that i have found you know you talked you had talked about moving away from the feelings but mm -hmm. we can also move toward the feelings no, right we absolutely can move and, and toward what we if, want absolutely if i can just note too like that that movement right like that that was a thing that it, it was almost like an instinct of mine as right. a young person right because yeah. that's our that's our body's wisdom yep right exactly. that is a way for us to move through, like literally, it's physically and metaphorically and spiritually and mentally, you know, helping us move through things, right? right. Like that. I mean, that I know it served me incredibly, right? You know, but I leaned on that completely. Yeah, right. You know, like so, that was it. So in my right. experience, yes. So while I was moving away, there was definitely a um, you know a purpose and a function and a reason right why i was right. doing that mm -hmm. and <laughs> and for me my experience was that was the only thing i was doing and i wasn't you know right. and and after a while my body was like all right I, we can't do this anymore you gotta yeah. you know you gotta work these other angles lady right and here <laughs> you go I, bam cosmic exactly <laughs> here now you get to work the other <laughs> just angles. take a little bit of this i'm gonna help you totally <laughs> but i but i love what you're saying about you know that the, absolutely that we can that movement can help us move towards to yeah. those things that might otherwise feel um uncomfortable it is real, frankly uncomfortable right, right. it can right. be uncomfortable it can be pa even painful um yeah. but that 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 physical movement is a great support yeah. and again that's our body's natural wisdom it's a natural way for us to to uh, heal ourselves yeah and i love that idea of we can move away from what we want we can use our bodies to move away and we can move we can choose to move move our bodies toward the way that we want to yeah. feel right like yeah. and i it, as you're talking i'm thinking about for um for God, like at least a decade when i was in my 20s i ran mm -hmm. i ran sometimes some days sometimes seven days a week mm -hmm. and now when i look back on it i was running away from my feelings like you just okay. helped me to realize that that i was running away you are up in my spirit right now lady because <laughs> i literally when i when i hit burnout right mm -hmm. and i had a, a neurological disorder and i literally could not run right i right. Ha i started like a little blog that said i, ca I can't run anymore right and it literally was oh, I like can't, i can't run away from i can't this run anymore. away from yes wow like, beautiful here. i oh. need to be with it i cannot run away from it and at the time that burnout hit i uh i was training for a marathon 
I was mm-hmm. running my first half marathon and it was the, mo- and I was a runner as well. And I, again, I used my body. I ran, yeah. I did, you know what I mean? I, I taught classes, all this, but I, I, it was excruciating yeah. to run. It became oh, yeah, I uncomfortable. I would run, I'd be on a training run and have like a panic attack. And I'd mm. be like, I can't friggin' breathe. Right. Like I can't even get air into my lungs. Why does my body feel so sluggish? And all of these were like the signs, right? Mm-hmm. These were the signs, my physical signs of burnout, but I, I just couldn't recognize them. And I was so in it that I just, I mean, I was in survival mode. It was just like, and I, and I did run that marathon and it was hard and I, but I did it. But I, when I reflect back, knowing what I know now, man, I should have been, I should have, right. <laughs> you know, it would have been helpful if I would have known to back the F off, Yeah, you know, like, like I just kept pushing. Right. I was pushing hard and I thought this was the thing that's always helped me get through my stress. I'm really stressed out, but that was fail. That part was failing me. Right. Right. Um, and not failing me, but it really was actually quite intelligent by breaking down. It's it like, wasn't listen, support. It, it wasn't was support- supporting it was, you. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was my body protecting me, right. trying to give me some signs and signals of that. But so just more to your point, I, I really love what you share about that. The, the whole running thing, mm-hmm. like it is very metaphoric, but it's, it's so literal as yeah. well. Yeah, I know. And that's what I love about that. Like it. the moving. I have um I've started a movement, the vision driven yes. mom movement. We're yes. moving toward what we want. And it it really, and I love that. I, I love thank you for helping me have that realization that I was running away from my life. That's what mm-hmm. I was doing. And mm-hmm. I did a um a yoga teacher training um back in 2014. And it was really for a deepening of my yoga practice, because at this point this year i have been practicing yoga for 30 years i've been practicing for a long long time but here's the here's the thing i've been i've been practicing practicing asana the the uh the poses Mm -hmm. but i wasn't practicing yoga and i had that realization when i did that spirit you're talking about the spiritual the mind yes really the unity of the mind body spirit Right. Again, yeah. I was doing yeah. the, I was doing the, uh, the, the asana and not, you know, I was doing mm-hmm. Iyengar. I wasn't doing the, the, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the gym yoga, which is beautiful and fine, but that wasn't that what I was calling it, you know, mind, body, spirit, you know, this is my mm-hmm. thing, but I wasn't actually doing the, the, the spirit mm-hmm. part, you know? And I realized that, um, doing that, uh, nine months of yoga teacher training, that what my body really needed was the meditation. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'll do like, maybe I'll do that at the end. Maybe I won't, but Mm -hmm. that was what I needed. Mm -hmm. And in the understanding too, that the, the, the whole, the whole reason for the asana is for your mind for, to calm your mind. Beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. It took a long time to realize that, but that was just your course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I love that you bring that up because that, that really almost reflects my experience right mm, with right with with uh, exercise just period right with yeah. moving my body and i just want to i want to reflect back that that was your path right yeah. when we talk exactly. about like the journey and the destination and all that stuff right it's really about the the middle right yeah. it's like between right. where you start and where you think you're gonna quote unquote like end right or whatever the goal is in mind right. it's the in between the it's the stuff sandwiched in between that actually 
is the most profound. Yeah. And for you, maybe that took 30 years, but that was your timing, yeah. right? And then you and then you were ready to receive it in that in that class that you took in the course and the yoga training, right? right? You were all the those years primed you. Had you maybe not been practicing at all and then jumped into that course, you may not have had the epiphany you had. This is like true. It, it might have taken all of that, you know, time. And I feel like the the, the same with with my journey. All that had to happen because I just wasn't ready. You know, yeah. all that had to take place. That was all divine. Right. Right. <laughs> For you to to be where you are, you know, right now and yeah. to embody it in the way that that you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally, you know, and, and um, I wish that, you know, most of us have to go through that cosmic two by four. And in any way, it doesn't have to be physical. I mean, in mm -hmm. any lots of different ways that we can get the cosmic two by four, the, the, the pandemic has been a global cosmic two by four. Like you talked about in the beginning, it just has brought up all the things are, that are not working right mm. in our society, in our families, in our lives, in ourselves. I mean, it's just it's it's a beautiful opportunity should we choose to take it. And mm -hmm. the thing is, is we get to choose, right? Mm -hmm. We get to choose. Am I going to open up like Anais Nin uh, so beautifully says, or yeah. am I going to choose to stay closed? And it's perfect, whatever you decide to do. The, I think yeah, there's the no right or wrong. Thing, I think the important thing is that it is choice, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We may feel sometimes that, you know, like with your, with your debilitating, you know, your body shutting down that, you know, I didn't have a choice, but you still have choice. You know, you didn't have to spend the next 10 years, um, you know, in practice and going deeper yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important thing that we do get to choose. We get to get to choose when we're ready to feel the feelings, yeah, you know, absolutely. but that realization that, oh my gosh, it takes like less than two minutes to feel the feelings, like ball your eyes out, whatever you need to do, let it move through you. And then you're like, wow. Yeah. Well, and that was my experience, right? My mine was two minutes. That might not be the case for everybody, but I think right. the point being that it is that the fear, right? Amplifies yeah. all of that. Like, but once you can move, I want to say almost towards the fear, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, you're moving towards it instead of like running away from it. Um, you know, once you can just see like that, this is all, all that it is, is just fear. It's my anxiety of what's going to happen in the future. It's all my thoughts, right? It's all my future tripping. If right. I do this, then this and this and this, like I'm the story that I'm running in my head about what's going to happen, exactly. which is catastrophic, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking, but that's common, yeah. right? Like our bodies are designed to experience fear for a reason to keep yeah. us safe. I mean, these are all things that have great, um, you know, biological function. They're not bad. Right. It's and just a part of being alive. It's just a it's part, part of, of being, being human. human. Yeah. Right. But but it's our job because we've evolved. Right. And, and a lot of times we're experiencing this fear when there's not really something that is um, life threatening. Right. right. But our bodies think there is. So yeah. it's it's us choosing to move through that or, or acquiring tools that help us to get on the other side of that and to to, um, you know, experience something, something different. And, and again, it might be that, you you know, two minutes is all it took for you, like it yep. did for me. It might be a little bit longer. But well, I mean, maybe it's 
two minutes a hundred times, you know, no, totally. <laughs> but still, right, it's right, just been right. continued. But it's not catastrophic. The point, no. the point is like, I didn't die. Right. Right. And that's, uh, you know, that's true for most of us yeah. in most situations, right. we ain't going to die. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Right. <laughs> We're going to be come okay. Out and you're going to be side. like, hot dog. I can't believe I, it took me 35 years right. to actually be, you know, with that. And I'm glad, you know, that, that, that I'm on the other side of that or that I yeah. know now, cause I still experience fear. Yeah. It still can cripple, you know, me, or you still can really um, do a, a Jedi mind trick, you know, yeah. and I just have tools now, yeah. you know, to access so that I can go, okay, I see you fear, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're there not going to keep are. me. There you are. Let me and put thank you. Here. Thank you right. for keeping me Abs safe. I am absolutely. so grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And befriending it, right? right. Like, Hey, I see you. You're here for a reason. I know we've gone through some things in the past. This is not that, you know, and we're cool. You can still be, you can still hang out, you know, yep. hang out in the back seat. Right. In the back seat. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to take the wheel, you know, I'm right. going to let my courage and, and, you know, my, my faith take the wheel and, and here we go. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I love that. I love that idea of like, I'll, I'll put you in the, in the, uh, the car seat in the back. Right. Yeah. And you can yeah. stay there and yeah. I'm going to drive. You don't need to get out the car. <laughs> you know, like, I don't need to pluck you out. I'm not kicking you to the curb because you're right. helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really helpful in this situation. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for being here. Yeah, get in the back seat. And let's go. <laughs> so I, I love a visual. I'm a visual person. So I really I I, I love a story and a visual. So I'm gonna use that. Like, yeah. okay, okay, fear, you know, sitting in the back seat. <laughs> I got this. I'm in the driver's seat. You yeah. can sit in the back seat. Well, you can be a, a backseat driver, and but I'm still yes, I'm, I am still the driver. I've got my hands on the wheels. Right. You don't. Right. Yeah. And such is the case with with most anything, especially, you know, I've I've experienced a lot of anxiety in my life as well. Well, and, and, you know, it can be the same when you're feeling anxious, you know, about right. things and fear and, and anxiety can kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, in, in putting that, whatever that feeling is kind of outside of you, you know, like yeah. putting it over there can help us right. move through, right? Like it's not, it's not us. It's, it's the, just something we're experiencing. And you, and if we can, create distance between us and the thing that we're experiencing and kind of put it, put it over there. This, right. this is um, in a lot of meditations, right? Mm -hmm. Like you see your anxiety, you kind of put it over there and, and you just, and you have compassion for it. And you like, just like, and you thank it. Thanks for showing up because you've got, you know, you've got a purpose, you got a job to do. And, <laughs> and he, let me connect in with what I know to be true. Let me right. connect in with, you know what I mean? Some of the other things that are a little bit more um, helpful to my situation, yeah, you know, in the exactly. present moment. Yeah. You know, I just recently um, listened to the, um, the uh, untethered soul by Michael mm -hmm. Singer. And mm -hmm. he talks about, um, about, and it's so simple, right? It, it's simple, but not easy. It's yeah, say, absolutely right? it's so simple. And yes, and, and it can be so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks time. about like when you're having a feeling, and just asking yourself, what is the feeling that I'm having? Mm -hmm. Where is the feeling that I'm having? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then that, and then he says to ask the question, who is having the feeling, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because really mm -hmm. like you were talking about kind of separating yourself, like being the observer of, yes. oh, that's a feeling 
or that's a thought and that's not me. Right. And it's not truth either. Yeah, right. Sometimes we take our thoughts right as truths like this yeah. thought that I'm having. This is the truth when that's probably most often not, not the, the case. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Tina, this I, I we could talk for hours, um, but I do want to um, I want to talk to you a little bit about you're a big advocate of self-care. Mm -hmm. And um, you were talking about um, about when you on your you know after the after the breakdown, <laughs> I love like that's the, the that's yeah. the determining the pivotal like, the, yes the pivotal the pivotal <laughs> moment right so um, so what is it about self care and what um, what how do you guide your your um, your women in um, in finding what's right for them. Mm. Well, I love that you say that because I feel like, you know, our success, we can really hang it upon a lot of what other people define it as, if you right. will. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the first critical piece here is to really define whatever it is for yourself, whatever health looks like, whatever success looks like, whatever self-care looks like. I mean, because it can, I mean, there are innumerable possibilities, right. You know, with all of that, but, but I feel like the most important piece here is that you become clear about what that looks like mm -hmm. to you. Right. You know, and in the, the people that I serve, the majority of which at this time are women, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is, it is critically important to just get, kind of almost take an inventory of what is it that I need. And I find that, um, you know, when we're in the weeds, if you will, right, or when we're we're having a, a particularly hard time or when we're particularly stressed out, that can be challenging. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the first step is really just to get yourself to a place of, um, you know, getting to, to really experience a, a sense of calm, you know, right, or in a right. piece of really like first, first thing, like take some deep breaths, mm -hmm. right? Like maybe that's moving your body. Maybe that's sitting, you know, down or sitting still. Maybe that's putting, I know this is one of my personal favorites. If I feel really worked up to like lay down on my back and put a chair up on a, or put my feet up on a, a chair, mm, I love like that. a 90 right. degree angle mm -hmm. helps you to feel a little bit more grounded. Or I take my feet to the earth or I take my hands to a tree or whatever it is that that helps right. you to feel a little bit more grounded, mm -hmm. but getting to that place. And then once you're in that more grounded, um, you know, once you're feeling more grounded, then you, we can start to almost kind of like problem solve, right? Then, then right. our working brain kind of comes online, um, you know, and from there really getting curious. I feel like curiosity is probably one of the it's best huge. tools, right? Um, you know, your awareness is a huge tool too. That's the foundation of anything that I teach coach, you know, when I'm, when I'm serving in groups, awareness is kind of the, that foundation, huge. right? And, and just being aware. So like, what, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. What am I saying to myself? What am I thinking? What am I believing about right. what's happening? Um, and then, like I said, get, just getting curious about all that. Where's that yeah. coming from? Is that my voice? You know, when I first started doing self-compassion work, I was taking a workshop with Kristen Neff, mm -hmm. who's awesome and pioneer right. in self-compassion. But um, I had this epiphany when I when I first took a workshop with her, you know, when when we, she was talking about how we talk to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And the and the 
um, narrative that's going on in our heads. And I started thinking about kind of my most common self-talk and I'm like, where's the, and I did a, you know, I got curious. I'm like, where's that coming from? And I thought, that's not even my voice. Right. That's not even some stuff I would say. Right. You know? It was something borrowed from someone in my life that used to tell me this thing. And right. now I've adopted it as my own voice, but just it's becoming so aware, interesting, like, that's isn't not it? even me. Right. What? This whole time I thought, you know yeah. what I mean? It was my voice and it was not, yeah. it was something that I, that I took on. So just being aware of all that and really getting curious, I feel like is the first step to, to really taking damn good care of yeah. yourself. Um, you know, and I feel that, that a lot of, of people, I, you know, again, women, I feel like are just caretakers and nurturers by nature, but I right. know this to be true for men as well. And some conversations with my husband, even, mm -hmm. you know, about his experience, his own experience. And actually I, you know, I've, when I did all this work, you know, and he was not kind of receiving the same kind of work, yeah. he had this different kind of trajectory, which was really so interesting to me. So then I became really good at taking care of myself and he was struggling. And then it really mm. became highlighted how he was having difficult time taking good care of himself. Right. That's a tangent, but I just want to say that's to say that I know men struggle with this as well. Oh yeah. And you're feeling like they need to take care of the family and provide and all of this. So yeah, isn't it? It's a different, it's kind of a different, a different, uh, they have a little bit of a different focus, but the yes. same thing, like yeah. we all need to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. But being, you know, being curious about mm -hmm. that and being curious about where, these thoughts are are coming from per se, like, or if the, if it's you, like, is that true? Is it helpful? Right. right. Um, you know, and and what action can I take that would really support myself? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so absolutely big proponent of of self care for sure. But I also feel as though, you know, any human just being more curious yeah. about their behavior and their actions and their thoughts and and their beliefs and and really attuning to what they're thinking when they're mm -hmm. in a bad mood when they're frustrated when you know what i mean right. when you know they're pissed off when somebody's cutting them off in traffic or getting in line in front of them cutting in line at the supermarket or whatever it might be your boss calling you into their office you know when we feel activated yep. by what other is it? people's behavior what what is going on you right know, it's such a great opportunity for us and there are innumerable opportunities every daily day yeah <laughs> <laughs> when we first wake up even like yeah first wake up what am i thinking oh exactly. crap like right when i first wake up it's already right and you know, i'm already in this this narrative of whatever you know it might be that that may or may not be helpful and kind of taking inventory of yeah. that i feel like it's the one of the best ways that we can really begin to take good care of ourselves, and and that trickles out you know and, and that's felt by everyone we take good care of ourselves everybody benefits right from yeah that. absolutely that i completely agree and the the uh you know it's not only our families that benefit like everybody we raise the vibration the world, of the world absolutely. right like we when literally we are taking so care cliche. of ourselves i know but yes. it's true right and it sounds like i'm gonna save the world by taking care of me but you know what that's i feel like the honest truth yeah when when we start with us we got to yeah. start with us absolutely absolutely yeah yeah tina i've loved this conversation like i said i think we could talk for hours <laughs> but i um 
I would love for you to tell us about um, a time in motherhood when you either achieved something or overcame something that initially just felt impossible. Mm -hmm. Well, I was sharing with you, you know, my story of of burnout, and just prior yeah. to that is when I started, you know, doing therapy. And I, I what what there was a, a a particular occurrence that happened before I like was like I'm all in. I'm all in mm -hmm. on therapy. I need I need to you know work. This stuff out and it was when um i shared i was i was working i was commuting my husband and i ta had a tag team situation going on he's an entrepreneur right. at the time he still is but so i would come home from work then he would leave you know yeah. what i mean so we we always were with the kids we're at work or with the kids right so i could walk through the door tag team him he's out the door i'm in and my body had moved through the door but my mind was still miles away right, right and my kids right. are really young my oldest i think was about four three or four at the time so i was there in body but i had not really showed up yet yeah. in mind right i was not present so my son did something some kind of behavior um to get my attention you know like a, a misbehavior if you will right because i had was checked out and he knew mm -hmm. so he did something he wasn't supposed to do to get my attention and at that time it, it brought me back into the present moment but i was so angry mm, and so right. i then channeled all the frustration mm. and anger and rage kind of into that situation and i ended up kind of walking around the house kind of really when i reflect back on it like chasing him around the house i wasn't running but like walking and he's right like moving away from me because i'm looking like a crazy person you yeah. know and i'm like hey wagging my finger and you i can't believe you da, 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 da. and i found myself we were in his bedroom and he crawled up on his bed and was against the wall like mm -hmm. i had gotten in his face mm. and then he's cowering up against the wall and i looked at him and he's looking at me like again i'm a monster Right. And I snapped out of it mm -hmm. immediately. Wow. Because what I saw in him was a fear that I felt growing up. Oh, in interesting. The moment, right. In the moment, it's like I saw myself mm -hmm. and I immediately felt like, oh my God, I recognize that. That's like, I'm, I'm scared. Like, um, I don't feel safe, you right. know? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing that. Like yeah. I'm perpetuating the thing that I told myself I would never do. Right. Like, when I'm right. a parent, I'm we all kind of do that, right? We do. Yeah. When I'm a parent, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna yeah. do things different. But it it was coming out, I was manifesting it. It was I was mm. perpetuating this thing, right? Right. And in that moment, I I took him in my lap. Like and I started crying because I'm mm -hmm. thinking, oh my God, I can't believe here I am doing right. this thing. And I pulled him in my lap and I apologized profusely. Yeah. You know, I was just like, honey, I am so sorry. Uh, this is not something that you did, did not, you know, I, I'm ex I'm stressed out. You know what I mean? I'm right. angry about some other things. You did not deserve this kind of reaction from me. I'm sorry. And in that moment, I'm like, I am committed deeply to changing this pattern. Yeah right 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 and that was probably the heart that was the hardest thing and it continues to be a very challenging thing to yep. be really honest right i, mean, I totally I get it right to work at it mm -hmm. that that i'm going to shift out of this cycle 
and and show up and show up in my vulnerability and show up in in repair because i ain't perfect you know and we all have bad days where we do some stuff that maybe was not in alignment with how we want the people we want to be exactly but but continuing to show up and be vulnerable apologizing when it's necessary repairing when it's necessary um that that continues to be one of the most challenging things for me and it's you know it's possible and i'm and i'm doing it and and let me tell you it's work that crap works yeah right (laughs) it it works when you're when your kids see you showing up in your humanity Mm -hmm. when you can name it and you can normalize it so that they know that oh this is just a part of being human oh and here's how we can repair that with people because that's what they're they're going to go out into the world as well and have you know what i mean and be in relationship and when we're it's one of the most challenging things to be in yeah yes exactly i thank you for sharing that vulnerable vulnerable Mm -hmm. story and I know so many moms can totally relate with what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. And that, that, that decision to change that pattern, you know, it is not easy. Those patterns create deep grooves in our minds, you know, and in our lives. And sometimes they are, I had a woman on the show, um, uh, a while back and I was talking about how I'm like, I am committed to changing generational patterns. And she was an an intuitive and she said, Oh, Mm -hmm. you have seven generations. And I was like, Oh, okay. Here I am. It's a lot of work, (laughs) but here's, here's also what I know is that even just pivoting one degree, Mm -hmm. like I don't have to change everything. I think sometimes we want to change every single thing, but changing that one thing, you're starting can change yeah. it on a completely different trajectory. So thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And Tina, how can our listeners find you? Cause uh, this has been amazing an amazing conversation and you have so much goodness to share. How can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on my website at tinadods.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, a uh, little bit on Instagram. I'm not a huge, to be really honest, social media person. I get I'm it. Old school. I'm kind right. of old school grassroots. I still reach out to people just via email. I know. I'm think of people and like, hey, I see you. How you doing? You know. Right. Um, uh, and, and also on LinkedIn, but I think the biggest way would be just be to hit me up on my website at tinadods.com. And also if, if anyone feels like they want to reach out via email, tina at tinadods.com as well. Perfect. Okay. So I highly recommend if any of this conversation resonates with you at all, please reach out to Tina and just, mm-hmm. and just, you know, say hello and just tell her, you know, thank her <laughs> for the good work that she's doing in the world. Mm-hmm. Again, Tina, I have absolutely loved this conversation. I can tell like you get really animated. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so thank you. That, I mean, that I is, a that. Complete... I got that energy as well. I, I, got yeah, that like, too. And I was, it's I was like, feeling it. I was feeling it. That was that. Uh, <laughs> raising the vibe here, right? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for taking the time Absolutely. and sharing all of your goodness with uh, with our listeners today. Yeah. And thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you're putting out in the world as well. And thank you for inviting me into it. It has been my distinct pleasure to share this time with you and, well, and your listeners. You. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. 
To get started on your vision-driven mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.